What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. We are back with Op-Ed Friday, and today we have Bobby Sausalito back on the show. I'm joined here, too, with Barbara Allen, and we're going to dive right into it today with the vaccine passports. And my question of the day is, will the Orwellian, Orwellian push for vaccine passports spell the end of individual freedom? Well, dude, when you actually put the word Orwellian in there, it's not really hard to figure out. True what tone this is going to take, but yeah, well, we, we gotta, can just pretend there's going to lead the audience a little bit, you know, yeah, yeah. we don't have to lead them. <laughs> I don't think you need to be led, but he does. So that's it. But uh, we'll just carry on lead or be led. That's what this is all about. Really pretty much. <laughs> all right. Look, so I don't know what you all have heard. This is what I have dug up. I heard, I first started paying attention to this malarkey when co um, King Cuomo put out the fucking Excelsior pass for. Did you just say malarkey? <laughs> yeah, for for um, what was it? Madison Square Garden and Barclays. Like you had a freaking QR code to scan on your phone uh, to let you into the venue. And as with so many other things, I hear something. I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. There's no way it'll take off. And every time I think that. It's it should now be a red flag for me because the dumber it is, the more popular it is. They've begun rolling out all these betas. The European Union has the digital green certificate that'll supposedly allow you to go among 27 other countries if it's approved. Other countries have their own versions, but then some people are saying, well, Russia's vaccine isn't good enough for our standards. So sorry, Russia, you're not going to be allowed in. It's a total fucking shit show. And there's going to be a lot of fucks in this episode because this has me so pissed. So sorry yeah. about that. Don't listen to this, mom. Um, look, Bryce Conway is a consumer advocate and founder at 10X Travel. They're reaching out to travel industry experts and professionals, and they're offering their opinions for it. He's saying it's probably not going to be as big a deal as people think it's going to be. And it's probably only for international travel. And it'll probably be a moot point. By the time everybody gets done arguing over it and comes up with some decision anyway, because COVID will be under control. Basically, nobody knows what the hell is happening with it. But the White House did issue a statement, a statement saying it's leading an interagency effort regarding vaccine verification. And that's talking about throughout the country, letting people you're needing this verification to let you into venues from large venues all the way down to weddings. Nobody knows where it begins, where it ends and the. World Health Organization still says that doesn't matter because we don't even know yet how long the vaccine is good for, what the impact is. If you have the vaccine, if you can transmit it, nobody knows what the fuck is happening, but they still want to make all these rules. I'm guessing you can figure out how I feel about it. Bobby, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty much on the same page with you about it. <laughs> I think that there's a lot there's a lot of things that that and I've, I've mentioned this before on here and just in general is that, you know, I always thought that I was in the know, but when I pay started paying more attention every single day to everything that's going on, you see how ridiculous the things are piece by piece. And it becomes a lot more obvious and a lot easier to see. And when I look at these things, there was a, there was a woman that was in some, I forget exactly what she was, but she was in on uh, CNN the other day. And she's like, well, if if we don't get these passports instated and let people know that you need the passport in order to go participate in life and have these freedoms, then what's going to be the incentive for people to get 
the vaccine. So they're like, we have to move quickly because what's the carrot that we can hold out to get people to do this, to convince them to get the vaccine. And it's like, if you listen closely and pay attention, it's so obvious what they're trying to do. And it's just like, it's just sad because they know that we don't have enough time or we're too dumb to pay attention to all of this and connect all of the dots. So this is just one of many other things that they're going to hide in plain sight and just take freedom away as a way of having more control that they can exercise over what people do, where they go and how they live their life. Because ultimately they believe that the general population is dumb. Them being independent is a threat to the power structure and we have to take control. Otherwise there's going to be anarchy. And um, the reality is, is that most people are like, yeah, it's fine. I just want to live my life and go to the grocery store and like, let me be free again. And, and meanwhile, people are voting for their own freedoms to be taken away. So this is tragic on so many levels, even beyond just this, because if they can do this, it's like, what else can they do? And that's exactly. kind of the same threat all the way through. Yeah. I even saw on Fox news, I think they had a, uh, a liberal activist on, and uh, she was a doctor, Dr. Ni Naomi Watts uh, or Naomi Wolf, I should say. And she basically said that this is the end of individual yeah. liberty in, in America, in the West. I mean, this is a, a liberal activist. So you're seeing this on both sides. And to quote her, she's like, I'm not overstating this. I can't say it forcibly enough. This is literally the end of human liberty in the, in the West if this plan unfolds as planned. Mm -hmm. So that's how crazy it is. You're getting pushback on both sides. Even I think um, Governor DeSantis from Florida, he's, he wants his legislature to basically make it illegal to have these vaccine passports, which, you know, I'm all for. I think it's a, a, a huge uh, overstep, overstep, but you know, in our freedoms, it's just crazy. I mean, remember yeah. back when coronavirus happened and like, this is probably a year ago and they, and Apple was going to install those, uh, what is it? The, uh, the, oh, track, the, the tracker devices. So you can go be like, you'd be in the grocery store and know if you're standing next to someone who has the coronavirus, like no yeah. one pushed back against that. It's just like you said, they just gave up. They're like, whatever. And it was installed on their phone and people made yep. an update to their phones. And next thing you know, you know, they're being tracked. Like, yep. It's just crazy. There's yeah, so what do you guys think though? And this is what I hear a lot. And we just heard it today from my wise teenager who says that um, like, we're selfish. If we push back against this, we're just like, what's the big deal? Who cares anymore? Why are we selfish? We're selfish. If we don't want to get this vaccine at this point in time, uh, cause we're endangering the lives of all these other people. And that's something that I hear over and over and over is how selfish I am. And why aren't I listening to science? I thought, I thought you were smarter than that. Blah, 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 blah. And, and then the next word that usually comes out is crazy crazy conspiracy, all those C words. And when you talk exactly about what you just said, that this is just the gateway, this is just the gateway to more control and ridiculous amounts of never let of a overreach. never let a crisis go to waste. Yeah. Right. Right. What well, do you most, guys think about that? Most people don't connect the dots of like the severity of connecting all the dots. So for example, I remember it was like, so for example, it's like, if, if everybody believes that the government is good all the time and there's no corruptible, there's no corruptible element of any power structure. It's like, if you were to give complete and total control to any faction of power, that would mean that that would mean that it could be corrupted or that, that you could sneak something in. So like, I think an example is like the police department wearing body cameras. 
It's like, okay, the police department wears body cameras. Now they're accountable to these cameras. We can all watch and make judgments. It doesn't just go at their word. It takes some of that corruptibility away from the police force that they can't just do whatever they want when in theory in the past they couldn't. So it's like you're creating accountability that's visible to the public and then they can be released to the public quickly. So it's like, that's a good thing. That's a balance. If, if people believe that the government should be able to do anything all the time, it's like you're, you're forgetting that the government has corruptible factions, that they can do things that are very bad, especially if you just give them full and complete access to any and all things all the time. Um, Edward Snowden kind of shine, shine the light on this yeah. and he revealed all of that stuff. And it's like, despite the fact that people know that and they know all of the bad things that all governments have done all throughout history, st people still seem to forget that just because it's in a nice shiny box with a big red bow that, and it doesn't look that way now that they're not doing the exact same thing. They're just more tactical about how they hide it. So it's just like, yeah, today it's a passport today. It's a tax on Americans over 400 K and then it's 200 K and then it's hundred K and then it's everyone. And then it's like, it's like, Oh, government infrastructure. We're going to put money into the bridges. And the, so that means like uh, the people in the state of Florida are subsidizing bridges in California. Why? That doesn't make sense. I don't understand. How is that a federal issue? So with everybody not paying attention, they're getting all of their wish list items, centralizing power up to the top. And everybody is getting is getting screwed as a result. But most people don't take the time to have the depth of understanding to understand that this is a slippery slope to more and more freedoms being taken away and more and more destruction to things like the US dollar, to the money in your pocket and any variety of things. It's like they're doing all things at the same time, pedal to the metal, take everything, gangbusters, it's COVID. If you disagree, you're a narcissist. If you disagree, you're a racist. If you disagree, you're a blank. They got the game on lock and like, they are literally advancing full speed ahead. And people are just like, oh, I just want, I just want to go to Disney world. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Now when you, when, yeah. The, when the administration is starting to like employ the private sector to develop whatever this, you know, nationwide vaccine passport might, might be, that's a real slippery slope. I mean, cause well, especially like someone like Apple who has so much power and control or Google or Facebook or you know any of the social media platforms and it's getting vaccinated is a personal choice and and limiting that or forcing people it's so they can't mandate you getting the vaccine this is just a subtle way for them to force you or feel like you should be forced to have to get it or feel like you should get it so right. you can go to the the ball game. So you can go to that restaurant that you like. And it's yep. just way over the top. And it, it literally is government tyranny. It's the beginning of it. Yep. And requiring a restaurant owner to require that app or that verification mm -hmm. is like nonsense. It's like, how can they... I, I, if, you know, if, a, if I go to a business and they say, you know, we require this app, we require this verification that you are not going to kill us all when you walk in here and take your mask off at the table. I might think that they're fucking tools, but that's their right to be. And I can just go eat somewhere else or not eat somewhere else. That's their business. They can do what they want with it. But to tell me who's opposed to all of this, that I have to require my patrons to do this is a mm -hmm. completely different story. And that's, that's where I see the pushback. People saying to me, how dumb, who cares? Like, who cares? Who cares if you have to show this app? Who cares? What's, what's the big deal? Why don't you just show it? Why you gotta be such a bitch about this? You know, why are you so special? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I'm like, well, why well, don't you care? Well, that's the question, right? <laughs> I mean, is this being rolled out because 
people because they actually care, right? And they want less people to get sick. Is this the replacement for Bobby's, you know, face diaper? You know, like, or or do they just not aware enough of the ramifications that that this rabbit hole is going to lead to? I think that that's what it is. I think that most people are unaware and not even necessarily, it's not even an intelligence thing. I really truly think it's a time thing. And it's like, if you think of the people that want to take control over you, if you think of them as an adversary, as an, as an enemy or as an opposing team on the, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the, the green team versus the red team. It's like, what would they do to win one over on you? They would just bombard you with information. There's so much. It changes here and there. If you disagree, you're this. It's like, in a lot of ways, they found the perfect, they found the perfect Trojan horse, which is just like, everyone's going to die. They found this fear monger, like this fear mongering instrument that allows them to take and, and gather any and all things. And many people in the, in the structure are just tools that don't even, that probably don't even understand the depth of what they're trying to push for. And it's just like, they are, they are winning the battle because they're, it's like, they have, they've lied and, and altered and adjusted and obfuscated every detail and every fact all along the way. And it's working with ridiculous efficacy. Like when you think about, when you think about just purely the numbers alone, like yesterday, Joe Biden does this press conference and he's just like 550,000 people died and they died. And this is worse than world war two and all these other things and all these wars. And it's like, yo, the people that died in World War II were 18 and 19 year old people. These were young people with their whole life ahead of them. It's like, not for nothing, a lot of, a lot of the people that died of coronavirus, in theory died of coronavirus, are over 80 years old. People die when they're 80 years old. I don't feel, I, I feel bad that I'm saying that, but that's the reality of life. So it's like people over 80 years old died. They probably would have died of something else. They could have died of the flu. They could have died of any variety of things. There was all these pre-existing comorbidities, which they came straight out and said, right. 2.6 pre-existing comorbidities, right? So then bundle them all in. Then you know that all of the cases, all of the hospitals and all of the places that took all the tests were incentivized to say that there was positive tests. So I'm sure there was a little goosing going on there. On top of that, all the people that died, they didn't die from coronavirus. They died with coronavirus. That gives them more payouts. There was a cash incentive. It's like, they goose the numbers, they control the narrative, they control the general will of the people, they demonize anybody who thinks differently, they take everything. And they're still pressing it hard and fast. And it's like, they are winning with, with a ridiculous amount of efficacy. And it's yeah. like, this is just one of many things. And next they're gonna like, and they're just destroying each piece as they go. Equity, women in soccer don't make enough. The, the, girl, the biological men in sports, and it's like, infrastructure, stimulus. It's like they're hitting everything at once and be, and they can just go at any time. If you have any dissent, they're just like, oh, you want to kill people? You want everyone to die? You're a savage. You're disgusting. Get out of the conversation. We hate you. We're going to silence you. You're out. It's yeah, like, you know, it's yeah. also that people are so like over this, like they're so like broken down from this, like they just, they're ready to move on. Yep. And now they can come, come, come out with this and be like, well, you can't, we'll, we'll let you move on. But this is what we need to do. For, yeah, and for people this are just so and people ready. are like, fine. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, I'm broken. I'm, I'm done. I, I give up. I, I'm waving the, the white flag. I'll do whatever I have to do. Yeah. and it's just a dangerous approach and dangerous mindset. 
Yeah. No, exactly. IBM is working on a digital health pass. So that's one private company. And I don't know, Bobby, did you hear anything about this comparing or the the notes that IBM also yeah. helped back, you know, when IBM was a fledgling company, helped with the punch cards? Yep. And yep. now they're, now they're helping with this. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> well, I think that it's that it, it's like they are hiding in plain sight but they know that people won't connect those dots. And they know that if anybody dare connect the dots in mass and broadcast that, that they have a way of removing them from the conversation. So it's just like, they'll, they'll do it right in front of your face and they don't even care. And it's like, that is just one of numerous examples as to, it's just like, what are they gonna do about it? Like I could see that, I could see the people that are making these decisions being like, what are they going to do? Talk about it on social. We got them. They donated all the money. We got them. Oh, what are they going to do? Talk about it on Apple Podcasts. We got Apple. They got our contracts. We just pulled the contract. You can make things happen without saying that things have to happen in the same way that someone could be beholden to you in a company. You could just bring someone into your office and be like, you know, there's a, uh, you know, there's a promotion coming up uh, next week. You know, there happened to be this story that's coming out. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe if somebody. Uh, Oh, does this story how we like it? Maybe, uh, you know, maybe there's a promotion. It's like, you didn't tell me there's a promotion. You didn't write it down. No one's in here. No one's recording this. I didn't say anything legally, but like, you know, it can be inferred. And I think that a lot of those things are happening or just around the world in general. It's like, everybody's making their strategic move and, and signaling in silence to people like, oh, did you know if you play nice? Oh, look, this company got a contract. Oh, I wonder why they got a contract. Don't you dare fight against us. And the silent messages is like, it's like, it's like, join us or be destroyed yeah. is like the, is like what's being said without being said. And, and I think that a lot of the times, if anybody's even slightly on the fence, what's the thing that pushes them over money. And they know yeah. that and yeah. they could just print it. So it's like, yeah, it's like they got every piece on the chessboard. So what do you think the solution is here? What do you think it is a way to, I don't know, push back against this. Where do you see this going? It is this something, say all this rolls out. We have these fucking passports and everybody's got their QR codes. You see all the people like putting the report cards on social media. I got my vaccine. You know, they're all happy about it, right? Can yeah. we um say two years we do miraculously <laughs> change things in Congress and Senate? Can this be rolled back? Or is that like once it's out, is it just done? Well, generally speaking in life, I try not to have a defeatist attitude about anything. I think that a lot of the, I think that a lot of the greatest turnaround stories in life have come when your back's up against the wall and it seems that you could never win. And I think that there's many, many stories in history of those types of things happening where it's like, how could they possibly have won that game? How could they have been down by 30 in the fourth quarter and succeeded? How could, you know, how could Nelson Mandela been let out of prison and then become the, like, how could all these things happen? These great turnaround stories. So I think that generally speaking, nothing is ever impossible unless we give up. And I think that we have to remember that if we believe that, then we're certain to lose. I, I, have, to, I have to maintain the mentality that there is a way out of it. Is it change the Republicans, the Democrats? I don't even think that's it. I think there's a lot of Republicans that, that suck in, in a lot of ways. I think a lot of our elected representatives are bad in so many ways. Um, I think the only solution is 
is just to promote more personal dependence and, and sadly to make everybody's life a little bit more focused around political and leadership awareness and aware of what is happening. Like when I grew up, it was just like, don't talk about politics at the yeah. family thing. You're, don't talk about politics with your friends. Don't do that. And it's that's like, that's why, we're, that's why we're in this mess is because people don't, this is not cool. It's not interesting. It certainly isn't fun. And, and most people don't care. And the reality is, is that they don't care until it's knocking on their front door. And sadly here it is. And they're still not caring. The only thing that we can do is, is keep the conversation going in our personal relationships here online, what we're doing here and just continuing to press forward because, you know, there's been a lot of people in history that have done that, that have made a great impact. Like look at like your Rush Limbaugh's of the world and, and people like that. I mean, you could, you could say that there's certain thing wrong, certain, certain thing wrongs, certain things wrong about a lot of different pundits, but like Ben Shapiro gets lots of an audience. Had he just decided like, it's all over, we're done. Then we wouldn't have his perspective. And it's like, the winds of change blow slowly. And it's like, we just have to keep consistently building up. And I think that sadly, the free market as great as it is, is going to create this separation where it's like people that understand and people that don't. And it's like, maybe there'll be an airline that is aware and we all have to fly that airline. Maybe there'll be a clothing company or a, or a, or a coffee company that is very aware and we have to follow that. And if we can't support it with our dollars and our eyeballs, then then we're going to be stuck in this trap. Yeah, I love I love that you said that, and I'll tell you why after we after we're done with this. Um, but to, I like that you're that you're also like let's not give up, let's not give up. I go back and forth. Some days I'm like, we got this. What we're doing is making a difference. People are listening. And then other days I'm like, dude, look at how like our numbers are being squashed, our visibility is being squashed. Look at all the people who are who are just saying coming right out and saying all you people who focus on politics and all this, you're just wasting your energy, your time. It doesn't make a difference. I'm going to be over here just making money while you all waste your time doing that. And then you start, it can get into your head. Like, yeah, why, <laughs> what is the point? You know, why are you putting yourself through this? But then I see these stories come out and I understand how it's going to impact not just me, but everyone else in the world down, down the line. And I just can't stop. Like it just makes me, it makes me a little bit incensed, I think, yeah. to see so many people like just not caring or just saying, well, whatever, it's just the way to just roll with it. The world's changing. You're so old fashioned. Why don't, who cares if you get tracked everywhere you go? Who cares yeah. if everybody knows everything you do? Like, why does it bother you? Why are you so selfish? You want to kill everybody by not getting the vaccine. Don't you trust science? And it just comes at you and comes at you and comes at you and comes at you. And it seems like those voices are much more prevalent than than ours anyway like i i feel like we're outnumbered in in terms of who's actually saying like speaking, speaking. up yeah. um and the people who do think like us are like shh, you know like yeah. quiet because exactly what we said they don't want to get toppled and it's yeah i'm like yeah. i'm with you bobby like i you know i i'm optimistic like and barb and i have this conversation often like i feel there's an underlying current in this country that is is like us and there's a red, there's a, there's a line in the sand and maybe it hasn't been crossed yet, but when that, when that shit gets crossed, yeah, like, you know, and, and the more people like you and, and us and Turning Point USA and, and all the other people who are out there who be are the being change. vocal, yeah. be the change, being vocal about all these things. There's a, I mean, 80 million, like 75 million people voted for the previous president. At least. I would guarantee you that 
90% or more of them are not in favor of vaccine passports or any of the other garbage that's that's being attempted. And that's the thing. This isn't an attempt. Like this isn't actually, you know, law or definitely going to happen. There's enough congressmen and senators and uh, governors who are pushing back against this. And I, I really feel that there is there is a backstop of people who will stand up for this ridiculousness and be like, look, this is uh, one step too far. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to take a couple steps back before you can take a step forward. And I think that's with coronavirus and everything that's happening right now. I think we're going to we're going to eventually see that if they keep pushing. I think people just see this as being ridiculous. And I don't think yeah. it's really going to I don't think it's going to take hold and, and be a viable thing. I think a lot of people underestimate the value of their own voice and the influence that they have on the 10 to 20 people that they spend the most time with and that they're close to. And I think that if there was ever a time to convince people to do something, it would be on the heels of this and to think this way. And the reason that those people, there's a lot of people that sit in the middle that if only someone close to them would hit them with some facts, change a conversation that would have otherwise been, did you see, you know, did you see Brady throw that touchdown pass or whatever is the case? Did you watch the Yankee game today? If, if, if just one of those conversations goes, Hey, did you know such and such and such, the power of just those single conversations that people could have just in their own small social circle is profound. It's like, it's like, have you ever, have you ever had a person tell you like this restaurant is great? And you're just like, all right, cool. Like somebody told me and I'm going to, I'm going to drive my family over to this restaurant just because my one friend, I trust that friend, whatever. And it's like, you'll change your whole life. You won't go online and look at the thousands of reviews and look at the photos of the food or, 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 or ask other friends if they've been there. You're just like, well, Bill said it's good. I'll just go. And it's like, you trust that influence. And, and oftentimes it, it ends up being right. So it's just like those conversations are what needs to happen about this type of stuff. It's like, yeah. we don't understand the power of our own words in small groups. And it really needs to start there. It's like, Hey, like, let's not go to the place that requires diapers at the gym. Let's go to the one that doesn't let's, exactly. you know, it's like, and it's hard because it's like, we, we rely on things like Amazon. It's like, we rely on Amazon for all these things. It's like, what does it look like in a non Amazon world? You got to like really work at it to go to do the right thing or whatever. Um, so it takes, it takes that effort, but unless those conversations are had with people, all the information in the world's not going to get them there unless they want it. And they have to be influenced kind of like at home when it's not through that from the yeah. people that they know, like, and trust. And like, I have those conversations with my buddies all the time. I'm like, are you, you know, what do you think? Like, what are you, are you wearing the diaper at home? Like, what are you doing? And I just, I try to open those conversations and they're testy, but it's like, that's what has to happen. I think I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but yo, know, Bobby, this is what makes America great, right? I mean, is the free market is the freedom of choice. And, and I think that's, what's really ultimately going to happen here is that the market is going to kind of give people options, right? Yeah. So almost like you ever see, like you go to a restaurant and there has, they have the Zagat survey rating, like sticker on their, on their front door. You're going to have like a COVID safe or vaccine passport stick. So, you know, people like us can go to the place that doesn't require the passport or the, or the face diaper or whatever. Right. And then the people who are a little more afraid, insecure, like to be told what to do, <laughs> They'll go to the other restaurants and concerned. And you could concerned. say they're not, you can't pin everybody who's concerned I know, about this. I know. As, but I think that's like what's going to happen is that you're going to have a choice of restaurants. And if you're, you know, in this party, 
you're going to be going to that place. If you're in this party, you're going to be going to this place. Maybe in the in the basketball, you know, Mass Square Garden, there'll be a section of seats that are you know, like there used towards, to be a smoking section. Like, yeah, right. I mean, I, I actually see that happening in the intro. COVID at least, section, non-COVID you know, section. Until tragic. this is maybe completely gone, but it's tragic because it pits human beings against human beings. It divides, it divides the natural, it divides our nature even further, where we think that each other is the enemy and each other is the is the whatever when 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 the enemy is actually the one that's placing us in these situations to be to begin with. And I don't mean the enemy as much as I just mean the enemy of us being free and 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 following up the natural nature of the universe. It's like we should be together. We shouldn't be hating each other. It's like yeah. they constantly tell us that everybody is racist, sexist, xenophobic, and X, Y, and Z. And it's like the vast majority of people aren't like that. And they just beat it into our heads. And it's just like, it's like if we don't continue to sound the alarm about how obvious this brainwashing is, we're screwed. And it's like, it's tragic because like I said, it's like they are, uh, they're doing a really good job of dividing and conquering. It's like the easiest way to defeat an opponent is to get them to fight amongst themselves. And it's like, that's exactly what they're doing. It's like, you look at the, you look at your neighbor and they have like a BLM sign and you don't. And they're like, well, you don't know. It's like, dude, like we're just people. You don't even know what you don't even know what you like. And then we're fighting. Meanwhile, there's a guy in the backyard taking everything you got. And it's like, we're over here distracted. And that's what I feel like most of this stuff is. And it's like, I just, I just got caught up with that. I mean, Barb pointed it out. And, but it's because sometimes I feel like this, it's, it should be such common sense. I feel like it's so ridiculous that how, how could that person not see it this way? But they're actually thinking the same thing. How does this person not see it that way? And it's like, how do we actually fix these things and come together where everyone can feel safe, secure, we're all one and we're all on the same page. And that's, we've been dealing with that for decades. So I think the fact that the social disconnect is so has been happening this year is further allowing them to encroach on all these things because I, I, I used to go to a lot of music festivals. That was my favorite thing in the world. I love going to music festivals, especially mass, like mass gatherings, hundred thousand people, 10 stages. That's like my favorite thing to do dance outside with people. And nobody's having any comfort. No one's fighting. It's like, there's 150,000 people. And a lot of times drinking alcohol or doing other things and there's no fights. Right. And you, and it just reminds you, it's like, there's 150,000 people here that are here to just be happy and full of love. And it reminds you that it reminds you that, like when you go back into your normal life. And when I leave a music festival, I'm always like, I see someone on the street. I'm like, yo, what up? Cause at the <laughs> music festival, it's like, Oh, that's the shirt with my favorite artist. Or like, are you going to this stage? Or that's a hilarious shirt or a funny hat you have on, or I love your orange shoes or whatever. And it, it kind of like, it translates back into real life. When you get, when you leave the music festivals, you, you kind of get that recharge of camaraderie and everybody is just human. And it's like, it really is all love. You take all of that stuff away. You take all the gatherings, the weddings, the funerals for grieving. You take away the school. You take away college. You take away all of this fun. And it's like now everybody's anxiety is up. Everybody is suspect. And then the only thing that you give them is through this oblong box in the corner of your room that tells you how to think. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, it, it's like a, it's a psychological, it's psychological warfare. And it, it's just like, all of those things missing, going to the baseball game. It's like 
there's nothing to talk about either. It's like, think about, think about when you have like a, like a long distance relationship with someone. It's like, all you have is what did you do? What did I do? What do you think? What do I think? And that's it. But it's like, it's not like, remember yesterday when we were at the thing that was hilarious. <laughs> all of those connections, all of those social yeah. connections are all broken. So it's like, what is there to talk about? Only the shit that's in the main vein of stuff. So it's just like, it's the, they got the perfect game. Like they, they, they got us these bastards. Um, they do. It is like to, to me, and I've been mocked for saying this, but I may as well say it again. Um, to me, it, it can correlate to an abusive relationship. Think about what an abuser does. They isolate yeah. their person. They would get them to withdraw from their friends and their family and they make them so they shut down all communication. And then they start just maligning that person to themselves and convincing them that they're a piece of shit and the world is going to end if they don't listen to everything they say. And then they punish them for like pushing back for independence. And when they stop pushing back to fight for their own rights, then they're allowed some privileges like to go out or put makeup or whatever the bucket or they stop getting beat, you know, if they um, just comply and do what they're told. And I mean, that same pattern is being deployed against an entire country entire country. First, they isolated us. They shut us down. They manipulated us. They told us that if you wanted to push back and you didn't comply and you didn't agree that you were this worthless sort of piece of shit, selfish, Deplorable. whatever. Now, <laughs> yeah. and then it's punitive. You're going to get like tax more for this or that. And, and then you're turning around. So I look at this all thing as one big, like you said, psychological warfare being deployed on it deployed on an entire country and an entire globe, an entire world, globe. Yeah. And, you know, interesting enough to me, the people that I know, a lot of people that I know that have been in abusive relationships, um, recognize the signs and it's triggering a lot of things. And it's actually making more of us on high. I'm not saying everybody across the board, but several people I know that have been in abusive relationships have compared it to the same way that that felt. And it's making those of us who have had this conversation, it's making us take a step back and take a harder look and really stop doubting ourselves. Like stop letting us believe that we're crazy. Stop letting, you know, stop letting all that get to us where somebody who may not have experienced that before is much more susceptible to, to just letting it all in and believing it and believing that it's your duty and you have to be good and you have to comply because this is the right thing to do. It's fascinating, but in a diabolical way that yeah. is really upsetting. That's yeah. my take. Yeah, that's good. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's, to, that's totally what's happening. And it, it, it's just like, if we, if, if we understand that these are really smart people that are doing this in the highest tiers of power to think that they wouldn't already know that it's right. like, it's like, of yeah. course they know that. And it's like, I bet you could go online and you could type in like wait, like signs of an abusive relationship. And they're like, all right, how do we do this in mass? I yes. mean, it's not, it's not like there's dumb, you know, it's like, it's genius. It's right. genius deployed against us, which sucks. But on that doom and gloom and note, it is time to sort of bring this back around with some uplifting news or at least some like, I don't know, optimistic news. Right. Because if you're going to bring people down or go into the shit, you always got to end on a high note and bring them up. So I saw something cool. Remember before all this started, we were all upset about the wildfires. Not, not like you shouldn't be upset. I mean, the the earth was being scorched, all the wildfires and people losing their homes and losing their lives. But one of the ripple effects of that was all the trees and the forestation loss, and which is tragic in itself for nature itself, but also CO2 emissions was a big deal, especially in places like California, 
where that's that is a giant deal. And so while all this has been going on and we've all been looking and focusing on all the awful things, there's a company called Drone Seed and they've developed seed dispersing drones that are going to lay the foundation to replant all these trees at a much faster pace. They can do 40 acres a day, which is about six times faster than was being done before. So they're still beta testing this, but it looks promising and it looks like this technology is going to come out and they're going to be able to replant and reseed forests and drastically increase the rate at which that's um, that's restored, which is cool. And they're also, there's a nonprofit working with along the same lines to not just plant how they used to be planted, like in rows of pines and all this, which was great for growing, but it also set up the stage for perfect forest fires. So they're looking at studying the trees that survived and putting different types of trees in different clusters and all this. So it does look like forest fires and the tree decimation is going to start to be reversed encountered. And that problem is going to be like, that's a serious problem. And some genius people are coming up with some pretty crafty solutions. So I love all that. I like to just remind ourselves that ingenuity and innovation are going on. And then on the last note, what would you guys do if you won $145,000 today? Why that? Why $145,000? Right. Because when one guy won that just recently on wheel of wheel of fortune is still out there. Interesting. COVID is going, ruining everything, but you cannot take down Pat Sajak and Vanna White. They're invincible, like, like <laughs> Betty White, right? They're just going yeah. strong. And so one guy became one of the fifth biggest winners in that show's history in March just recently. And he took his $145,000 winnings and donated all to charity uh, because wow. he said that he's already blessed and he wants to give it back. He said his community can't wait. There's two nonprofits that he's involved with. That's and he gave a, and he donated it back. Scott Colburner is his name. And the charities are Uplift Family Services and the LA Regional Food Bank. So I just like to remind ourselves and each other that underneath all this bull crap, people are so good. Their hearts are so good. Americans are still doing great things. Innovation is still going on. And I like to look to these stories for an example for how we should all also keep in the back of our heads, innovation, inspiration, giving back, and let's not let them beat that out of us. Yep. I agree. And that's, and it's, it's interesting what you say about the, um, about the, about the drones planting in the forest. Yeah. There's a, 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 an interesting point that follows up on that is that all of this money that Joe Biden wants to push into this infrastructure and the government's going to take all this money away from entrepreneurs and away from the free market and away from tax paying citizens to then squander in the government and overpay for all this stuff that they want to do has the best of intentions, but oftentimes ingenuity and the ability to profit as a result of your ingenuity um, is what makes great things happen faster. And by stealing it from entrepreneurs and saying that the government is going to theoretically force it and force all of this change um, is, is basically the opposite of how things go in history. And as we look at this long list of all these things that they're going to invest in, here's where we're going to put the trillion dollars what people are forgetting is where is that money not going to get invested in the free market? What are the businesses that are not going to get investments and investment and businesses like that, that drone company that was incentivized to solve this problem because they knew that they could benefit off of it, profit off of it, employ people and grow their livelihood. Uh, and while doing a great thing at the same time, 
we're going to lose a lot of that as they steal that money away from entrepreneurs and corporations and taxpayers and paychecks and any variety of other things um, to do this theoretically great infrastructure bill. And if they don't steal it from us completely, then they're going to print it away and inflate it out of our money. So it's like this, like all things that they do has a, has a, has the opposite effect of its intent and, the reminder is, is if you allow the people to have that money and if you allow people to do good things and keep more of their income and be more free, things like that happen. And that's exactly what we're trying to fight for is knowing that the, the centralized federal structure is not better in totality than the sum of all the people. And the more that the people have freedom and their own money and their own ability to live their life, the better off we'll be and more stuff like that would happen should they, should they not take so much from us all the time. Yeah, so. Bob, you're exactly right. It's like the, the quote from Ronald Reagan, you know, I'm from the government and I'm here to help like yeah. <laughs> run. Right. And right. I've always been, I've always been, my point has been, I feel like technology and science can cure and will fix so many things that's wrong with this world from, you know, you mentioned the forest fires with the drones. I mean, think about how that could fit, how that could fix the rainforest too you know, and technology fixing global warming. I feel like science and technology is going to propel us forward and fix so many of these things that so so many people are, are advocates for and activists for and so concerned about. And the, But the government can't do those things. The government can't create those programs. The government can't be the innovators and the entrepreneurs who build those things. It has to come from the yep. private sector. It has to come from entrepreneurs who are willing to step up, create, innovate, and employ you know, people to put those efforts out there and, and create jobs and build the economy through it. it. The government cannot be. That's why our founders said limited government, because they understand yep. the power is with the people. Correct. Yep, exactly. That's the message. Yeah, that's the message. And on that note, that wraps up another op-ed yeah. here at American Snippets. Listen, before we go, I want to thank Bobby Sausalito for joining us again. We're going to try to keep dragging you back, Bobby, because you rock and we dig you. And tell people again where, or tell people the first time today for this episode, tell them where to connect with you and find all things Bobby Sausalito. BobbySauce.com is where all the links are at, at Take Naps on Instagram and Bobby Sausalito on Facebook and on YouTube. And dude, if you haven't met Bobby before, he was pretty subdued this time out. Um, but I got to tell you, check out his Instagram in particular because you will laugh your freaking ass off. He can make the unfunny funny, which is more of what we need today, um, especially if you have an issue with straws. You got to check him out this week. Yeah, right. <laughs> right on about that. Yeah, Bobby, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. See you guys soon. <laughs>